Welcome to the podcast of Revival Life Church, a spirit-filled multicultural church in Boca Raton, Florida. If you would like more information about Revival Life Church or Pastor Carl Thomas, find us on the web at revivallifechurch.org. Have a good time? I'm feeling a little, I'm feeling a little drunk in the spirit, so I'm going to be honest with you. Here's, um, here's kind of a, here's a benefit. Um, uh, there was a, there was a, there was a long time. Uh, you know, we were portable for many years, uh, and we were happy being portable. Uh, but we felt like God told us to get um, a location where we can have stuff during the week. Uh, I'm going to need you to give me a little more volume because I'm, I'm hoarse from yelling during worship, and so, <clears throat> so we, we, you know, the Lord told us to get a place because we needed uh, presence during the week for our burning room and classes and whatnot. Uh, but when we were in schools, um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't ever want to assign any credit to the enemy for anything, right? Like. I don't even like to talk about them. But we would often, not often, but often enough that when the air conditioning didn't work, we knew God was going to move. We would just get the weirdest warfare before really anointed mess and services. And like the computers wouldn't work and the, 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 yeah, the projector wouldn't stay on. And the, the, but the worst one, like we could do with all that, without all that, but it was the air conditioning that was the bad one. There's no windows in the, we'd be in a cafeteria, you know, with no windows and it'd just be a hot box, right? Like we're in a sweat lodge or something, you know, and, um, <clears throat> right, right. And so now like if, you know, don't have TV, I'm like, but I have air conditioning, right? And so <laughs> you might be a little too hot here, Brandon. I, I might've led you astray. It might be a little too hot. So, hey, we're in our talk to Jesus uh, message here. This is our last week in it. And uh, last week, uh, I hope you had a good time uh, during the week, but uh, hey, happy Veterans Day to our veterans. We need a, we need a Teacher's Day. We need a day to celebrate the people who, who've given their lives to support our children. Like, I'm thankful that, you know, uh, we're not communist because of our army, but I'm also thankful we're not illiterate because of our teachers. Right? If we didn't have teachers, we probably would be overtaken by lots of people, right? And so we need to come up with a day that we like celebrate teachers. Well, I don't, I don't have a whole week. I mean, Sarah's talking about, there's a week. Like, come on now. Let's, let's not get carried away now, you know. It's not like they invented the alphabet. They just taught it. <laughs> so... We need, we need to, you know what I mean? Like, we, celebrate, we need to celebrate teachers. Like, is it, there's a National Teacher's Day. We should celebrate it. Amen? When is it? Know it all. Miss, there's a National Teacher's Day. Thank you. We still may not be one still. Who knows? Let's make one up. Amen? Let's come up with a date and let's, let's celebrate it, shall we? Let's celebrate. Let's find, let's find one and celebrate it, shall we? Come on, right? We just celebrate our teachers, and um, we, we tend to celebrate the, you know, the big power things, but let's, let's, May 8th, says you, says you. It ain't that day till we say it's that day. But thank you to the veterans uh, for serving. Uh, I am a veteran, and uh, I did it because I was homeless and needed a job. And it worked out well for me. Amen. Your mileage may vary. All right, so last week, 
<clears throat> last week, uh, we're in uh, Acts chapter 4. Last week, we talked about how to pray a vision into reality. And the key to praying a vision into reality is it has to be a reality to you, right? We has to be, uh, it has to be tangible, it has to be touchable, it has to be real to you before anybody else will ever see it. We talked about praying in the Spirit till God births something on the inside of you. I hope this week that you've been devoting yourself to prayer. I hope you've been praying specific prayers about things that God has shown you so they will become a reality on the inside of you. And then we talked about once God has birthed it in you to pray what is inside of you. Pray what God has put on your heart. I, I find it so tragic that people um, diminish and discount the gift that's on the inside of them and instead they lust over someone else's call or ministry or gifting instead of recognizing that that thing that God put on the inside of you that you have diminished and devalued will actually bring you joy. When you actually uh, begin to celebrate what's on the inside of you, what God placed on the inside of you, and you begin to give it value, you begin to get it nurtured, you begin to allow God to develop it, and you put it out there, other people, the way you uh, value other people's gifts, they'll value your gift. Right? And so instead of um, rushing out after what someone else has, to actually accept what God has placed in us and pray that thing into reality. I'm, 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 uh, I don't want to belabel, beleaguer, excuse me, beleaguer this point, but um, we, we, we really need to come, at, come to peace with ourselves and who God created us to be. Right? We just, we just need to come to peace with ourselves. Right? We just like, we have to believe that we're created in God's image. And so part of us is God's image. And we have to value that and stop wishing we had a different part of God's image. Right? Now, we are supposed to honor other people above ourselves, but that doesn't mean we're supposed to belittle ourselves so that other people get honor. We can just honor them and value the gift that's on the inside of us. Right? We see throughout the uh, New Covenant that the, that the Godhead is constantly esteeming one another. It's all through Scripture. The, the Godhead esteems one another. And uh, so they don't put themselves down. It's not like Jesus said, you know, I'm nothing compared to the Father. No, he just constantly talked about how good the Father was. Talk, talk, kept talking about how the Spirit would lead you. And Holy Spirit doesn't say, you know, you really don't need to think about me. It's just, you know. It's just, no, Holy, Jesus said the Holy Spirit would glorify Jesus and he would lead us to the Father. Right? And so we need to, we need to, we need to take that into heart. Like, I don't have to put myself down to value you. Because what I bring is valuable as well, but I honor what you have. You guys know this already, or is this like this? I hope this is a good reminder. I hope this is a good reminder. I hope this is a good reminder, because we need what's on your life. We don't need a fake version of me on you. Right? And we don't need a fake version of you on me. Right? We need what you have and what you carry. And we talked about, you know, before God does something through you, He does something in you. And we need to stay around for the process. We need to stick around for the process. Uh, we need to stop trying to get the get-rich-quick thing in God. The, the, the shortcuts and the I don't want to go through the process. You know, you have to go through that process of learning. That process doesn't work before you can actually get to where you're going. Doesn't you? At some point you realize, okay, uh, the only way I'm going to get there is by obeying God. Amen? I believe the tech team has fixed our original laptop. Can you give it to them? For, can you just give it up for the tech team. Sorry, Corey. None for you. All for me. Sorry, Pastor Tracy. No overheads for your part, but my part as well. 
I'm not putting you down. I'm just, I'm lifting you up. But I'm thankful for what God has given me as well. <clears throat> Finally, last week, we talked about praying scary prayers. Did you pray any scary prayers this week? Did anybody pray scary prayers this week? God in, just, did it work? Did it start to work? You actually started doing stuff you weren't doing? Did it work? Now, as, as amazing as my oratory skills are, I really hope it impacts your life a little bit. Right? Like, pray, I, I did. I just like, there was stuff I've been, can I be honest? There's just a, just a couple things I really didn't want to do that I've been avoiding. And I was like, Lord, make me want to do that. Or give me the courage or the strength or the non-avoidance to just do it. And I did. You know, I did some stuff that I really didn't feel like tackling. Like, we all have an inbox and we can hide stuff at the bottom of the inbox, right? Yeah. We're like, I'm dealing with the inbox. What are you talking about? I just keep moving that to the bottom. Keep moving to the bottom. And eventually, you just got to pull that thing out and deal with it, right? Pray scary prayers that you deal with it. I hope it helped you last, this last week. And so, as we talk about prayer, we haven't talked about formulas. We have a, a message series on prayer that has lots of formulas. We have it on um, uh, CD, I believe, or no, excuse me, on um, on a flash drive. Um, if you want to get that, let us know. Uh, and so, if you're looking for a formula uh, for prayer. There's nothing wrong with that if you have a discipline of prayer. But if you're looking for a formula, use the Lord's Prayer. Right? That is a formula for prayer. Our Father who is in heaven, start with worship. Holy is your name. Recognize that he's God. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's you saying, God, I surrender these things to you. You know better than me. I give my family to you. I give my finances to you. I give my, you know, and just go through the Lord's Prayer. Uh, as, as, a, as, a, as a formula for prayer, just do that. If, you're, if you need like a strategy, what do I pray about? Just go through the Lord's Prayer. But we're, we, we um, we're going to talk about getting our heart right about prayer, and then I find that the what kind of falls in place. If you got the why, then the what kind of takes care of itself. That, that's kind of how my brain works, and so I hope this helps you. And uh, what we're going to talk about today is what prayer produces. What prayer produces produces. And that makes me pretty happy to see that right there. I'm going to be honest with you right now. What prayer produces. And uh, we're finishing up this message series. Uh, we're in the book of Acts. We're going through the book of Acts. We've made our way to Acts chapter 4. We're going to pick it up in verse 32. Are you with me? Oh, I was getting late already. Like, Holy Spirit moved there, right? Did anybody experience God there at the end of worship? I was experienced. I could have just stayed there. Come on. Amen. That was good. I got a cool testimony I heard from the Go team last night, um, and uh, maybe we already shared this one, but uh, um, you know, one, one, one aspect of the Go team is they go to uh, assisted living facilities and have, they want, they say, can you, you know, can you bring a Bible study here? Sure, we can have a Bible study, you know? Then we say like, okay, the Bible is the word, Jesus is the word, we'll introduce people to Jesus, Bible study, right? And so um, they, they do share scripture, but we share Jesus, right? Uh, and so there was a God this last week there at the um, assisted living facility. And, um, and uh, I think like there was, I don't know how many people, six, six uh, people got filled with the Holy Ghost. They're all in wheelchairs. We're talking about people in their 80s. And one guy, Mike, Mike Randler just told me kind of nonchalantly, goes, yeah, and the one guy, you know, Pray for him before, and he doesn't have to have dialysis anymore. And this week, he got filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm like, oh, wait a minute, back up. Wait, what happened? Yeah, we prayed for him. He didn't want to have dialysis, and we prayed for him. Now he doesn't have to have dialysis anymore. And it's not like a faith thing. It's not like, a, well, I'm going to choose not to have. Don't ever choose not to have dialysis in faith, right? 
If the test says you need dialysis, get dialysis, right? When the test says you don't need dialysis, but when, when you're in your 80s and it's just a living facility, you don't even have a vote, right? And so you don't have dialysis anymore. It's not like, well, maybe he didn't really have pain. He was on dialysis. That means the kidney is failing. Hallelujah. Is there anybody with kidney problems in here? Anybody have any kidney problems? Do you have kidney problems? Maybe? Stand up. We're going to pray for you anyways. All right. Uh, does anybody have pain in your back? Because that, that's kind of where the kidney is. No, they're like right here in the right. I'm getting a pain right here. Is that a kidney problem? Where, do you have pain anywhere or no? No? Okay. Okay. Well, well this is going to be fun. This is going to be a lot of fun. Excellent. <clears throat> does anybody have any other <clears throat> blood disorders? Like, let's just pray for blood disorders, kidney disorders. Anybody here have any blood issues, kidney issues? You got any other word? I just want to, we're just going to heal some people real quick. Can we just do that? I just feel like it's time to do that. Hallelujah. All right, any blood clots? Anybody have clotting issues? See, we're getting blood issues. So there's somebody probably in here with some blood issues. Blood clots, blood issues, anybody? Nobody else in here. You got anything, Duke? We're just going to wait a second. We're just going to wait a second on the Lord because I just feel like we're supposed to do this now. Hallelujah. What's that? Stand up. Anemia is a blood issue. Come on. Sickle cell anemia. Come on. Get up. Who else? Who else has it? Um, migraines or bad headaches um, that ring in the head. Is anybody else getting that? Yeah. Anybody else? Bad headaches and migraines. Um, vertigo? No? All right. Well, here's how we do this. Um, Travis, why don't you come on over here? Here's how we do this. Um, the prayer team is going to pray for these people standing. Does anybody know who the prayer team is? The people sitting next to the people standing. The Lord has, has strategically placed you there or within walking distance of these people. Does anybody have like, uh, and again, this could be headaches or whatever, but it's pressure in your eyeballs. It's like you feel the pressure. Is that in you? Okay, pressure behind the balls. Excellent, 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 excellent. And back there. I also feel like there's a lower back issue with shooting, and it shoots down. It shoots. If that's you, stand on up. And uh, get, yeah, okay. So now put a hand in the air if nobody's praying for you yet. And uh, once two people pray for you, put your hand down, please. If uh, ministry team, you will go find these folks. Ha. Yeah, I'm getting the headaches really bad right now. And so if you have migraines, we'd say, then here's what I want you to do. If you're praying for the, before you pray, don't start praying yet, but um, pay, pay attention before you start praying, before you interview or anything. If, if you're praying for someone with a headache or the eye pressure, what I want you to do is once you, once you sense the presence of God, I want you to just lift it off of them. All right, so ask them what you're praying for. And then I want you to pray for them. And here's how I want you to pray. I don't, don't get weird. Don't talk to the devil. Yeah, yeah. Nope. Lord, I release healing upon this person right now. I command the pain to go. We command healing. Go ahead. We command healing in the name of, ah, in the name of Jesus. The pressure lifts off. The pressure lifts off in the name. Wow. We command healing in every part of the body. Healing in the name. Mm, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus, the pressure lifts. The pressure lifts. Wow. The pressure lifts. The pressure lifts right now. In the, did you lift it off of them? Did you lift it off of them?
Now begin to ask them what they're, what they're experiencing. What are you experiencing? Ask them, what's happening? How are you feeling? If you have pain, ask them, do you still have pain? Is it on a scale of 1 to 10? How's it doing now? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I really have a good message I want to bring. I just feel like Jesus has a good message too, though. In the name of Jesus. 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 Your presence. And I just, I just declare to, um, <clears throat> to those dealing with isolation, depression that looks like isolation, or isolation that looks like depression, I just declare light in the dark room in the name of Jesus. I declare hope in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I declare depression lifts off in the name of Jesus. Depression lifts off in the name of Jesus. All right, so we just ask, Lord, you would send your angels of healing, Holy Spirit, that you would come. All right, ask them, do a little interview now. Are you feeling better? How's it on its scale? Is it, is, it, is it moving? Is it getting better? Let's get some. What's happening? If you're healed, let me give me a wave of the arm. If you've experienced healing, I need to know what's happening in the room. Come on, I need to know where we got over there. Yeah. What's happening back there? What's happening back there? Verdict. Oh, come on, come on. Let's, let's give me, where's the, uh, where's the, yeah, I'm in. Where's the, yeah, where's the microphone? Get that for me. Come on up here if you would. I want to hear about that. Just stand up here and hold the microphone for me. Come on up. Stand right up here. Who else? Who else is feeling better? Who else is feeling better? Come on up here. Come on up here. All right, come on up. Come on up. Come on up. Come on up. Who else? Who else is feeling better? Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What's, what's happening over here? Ooh, something's happening. Something's happening right there. Come on up. Come on up. Interview him. Interview him. Okay, so how were you feeling before? I was experiencing vertigo. All right, come on up. And, come on, okay. yeah, come on the stage. Come on, come on, come on, come on, on the stage. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Hallelujah. And, and how long has that been going on? It's been going on for a couple of years. Wow. Wow. And, and uh, what, what happened when, uh, when you started getting prayer? I bent over and there was no uh, dizziness. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. And how do you feel? How do you feel now? Great. Great. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Don't get too excited. Amen. 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 Hey, so we're gonna pray for you again at the end of service. Wow. What's happening? What's happening in the back? Good things happening back there? All right. All right. Travis, help them wrap it up. Let's we're gonna wrap it up. How you feeling? How how you guys feeling? Is it okay that we can be the church in the middle of service? <clears throat> how you guys feeling in the back? Is Jesus in the back? How's it on the right side? Is Jesus on the right side? <clears throat> All right, we'll continue the prayer after service. Hallelujah! I just trust the Holy Spirit is going to continue ministering. All right, team. We'll pray all day. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Acts chapter 4, verse 32 is where we're going to pick up our, our scripture here. And I'm going to quickly work through this because all things are possible through Jesus Christ. Amen. 
Acts 4.32. And the congregation of those who believed were of one heart and soul. Not one of them claimed that anything belonged to him was his own. But all things were common property to them. And with great power, the apostles were giving testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And a, wow, an abundant grace was upon them all. For there was not a needy person among them, for all who were owners of land or houses would sell them and bring the proceeds of the sales and lay them at the apostles' feet, and they would be distributed to each as they had need. So we, uh, we, we, as we study the Scripture, uh, just like I said, I don't want to be an imitation of someone else. I don't want to be an imitation of the first century church. I want the presence of God that the first century church had. I want the miracles that the first century church had. But culturally, we're in a different day and a different age, right? We don't have to imitate everything they did to get the God that they had. Does that make sense, right? Amen? So what Holy Spirit did uh, in um, Palestine, uh, you know, 2,000 years ago is going to look different than what he does today in Boca Raton in 2018. Amen? What he did in Jerusalem was different than what he did in Corinth which is different than what he did in Ephesus. You know, it's, it's, it's different based on context, but there's the same principles involved and the same God at work. And so we want to study principles from the Scripture and not necessarily try to do what they did. Does that make sense? So I want you to know that Jesus, he, he wants to answer prayers. He wants to answer your prayers. And as, as we study the Scriptures, uh, we want to see what it looks like uh, when the presence of God touches a group of people, when it touches a congregation, and we want to examine our own lives to see if the way that we're reacting to God's presence is the same as how their reaction to God's presence was. Are we bearing the fruit that they were bearing, right? We don't want to actually have to like, well, it, it, we have this saying at Revival Life Church, the only thing worse than God not being in a service is God not being in a service and acting like he is. Right? We, we don't want to act like God's here. We, you can't fake it till you make it with God. Right? Either He's here or He's not. Either He's called you to do something or He didn't. Either you're gifted to do something or you're not. Right? And so sometimes we experience frustration because we're trying to do things we're not actually called and gifted to do. And when we find what we're called and gifted to do, we find a great joy because it's within our gifting mix. I hope that makes sense. And so what we want to do is we want to examine. Holy Spirit fell in a very significant way in Acts chapter 4. In, in Acts chapter 3, they prayed and, and the Holy Spirit fell. In Acts chapter 4, Holy Spirit moved in a very significant way. And we want to examine that to see, is it, is, it, is it looking like our lives, what we see in the Scripture? And I want to reiterate, Jesus wants to answer prayers. Jesus said this to them early on in his ministry. In John chapter 15, he, he, says, he says, If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. Just as the Father has loved me, I also loved you. Abide in my love. Now, in that passage of Scripture, John 15, 7 through 9, read it when you get home, there's a sandwich of a promise. There's a condition, there's a promise, there's another condition. There's a condition, there's a promise, there's another condition. And, and, and in Scripture, we can pick and choose things and decide, well, I'm just going to use this verse, but not the ones that go before or after it, and then get mad at God that it's not bearing the fruit that He told us He wants to bear. So He did say, whatever you ask, 
I will do for you. That, that is true. However, that's not the whole story. It's not the whole story. The first thing he says, if you abide in me and my word abides in you. So there's a communion with us and God that Jesus is talking about. We're going to begin communing together. And once we're communing together, literally whatever you ask, you're going to see it happening. In the midst of being, watch this, in the Spirit. If you live a life in the Spirit, you will find that whatever you ask, I'm going to do for you. As a matter of fact, he says, it brings God pleasure, brings my Father pleasure that you prove that living in communion with me will produce much fruit in your life. And then Jesus says, don't get too excited about that because just as the Father has loved me, I also loved you. Abide in my love. We want to see what they saw. We have to learn how to be in the Spirit, abiding in His love. Jesus says, listen, you want all this stuff? That's awesome. I want it too. But you have to do it from a place of being in my love. You have to be abiding, living, living in my love. My love has to saturate your entire life. Being in the Spirit has to permeate your entire life. And when that happens, you're not going to know where you end and I begin. And you're just going to be praying. You're going to be praying prayers. You're going to be in the Spirit. You're not even going to recognize it. And you're going to see my will being done all over the earth. This is a fruitful life. And we see this is what we see in the Scripture here. As we look at Acts chapter 4, 32, it says, And the congregation of those who believed were of one heart and soul. Now, I am not a, um, a doctor of theology, uh, but, you know, I've been studying the Word for a pretty long time here. I'm not in love with the translation they did here, heart and soul. The, the word heart there is cardia. It's where we get the term cardiac from, same root. But cardia can be uh, translated many ways. Uh, heart is correct. Uh, uh, but like Jesus said, you know, your lips proclaim me, but your heart is far from me. He's not literally talking about your physical heart is far away. He's talking about your mind, your, your soul, right? This is what he's talking about. This is, this is, this is your emotions, right? And, and, and the word there for soul is actually the word suke. Suke literally translated as spirit. Spirit. And so he says they were in one, one cardia in one suke. We could say they were the, the, in the congregation of those who believed were in one spirit. They were of one mind in the Spirit. The congregation of those who believed after this outpouring of the Holy Spirit were of one mind in the Spirit. This is what it looks like when a group of people get an outpouring of the Spirit. They're of one heart, one mind, one purpose in the Spirit. And so in the Spirit, as we look at what happened to those as we study the Scripture today, in the Spirit, if you're taking notes, write this down. In the Spirit, we go from me to we. We go from me to we. We cannot spend a lot of time with Jesus without beginning to care about the people he cares about. And that's the person next to you and the person far from you. He cares about people. He died for people. He's far more interested in people than anything. And so we see that they were there together, a group of believers in the Spirit. Right? They were, they were in the Spirit. And Jesus talked about this. He talked about it in John chapter 16. He says, when He, the Spirit of truth, comes, He will guide you into all the truth. Why? Because we would be together of one mind 
in the Spirit. Then Holy Spirit will be guiding us as a people. This makes sense. Are we together here? And here's what I want you to know today. You may not know it, but just by being here, by being a part of this body, Holy Spirit is guiding your life. You may still have wondering, where am I going? What's happening? You will look back, just like that word I shared last week. You will look back and you'll see that Holy Spirit has been guiding your path this whole time. As you look back, you will see the markings of Holy Spirit through your life, through decisions you made and things you turned down and longings in your heart. Holy Spirit is guiding you right now, even though you may not know it. Because right now, maybe, maybe you're in the place where you are seeing God guiding you everywhere and you looking back and you're saying, oh my gosh, I wouldn't have gotten into that school or I wouldn't have got that job or I can't believe that one decision and I met my wife or that one decision and we had a child and that became this or I had an idea and then I had a business. You said, Holy Spirit has just guided you all along. Maybe that's, the, maybe that's the, the moment you're in right now and that's awesome, but maybe you're in the I don't even know if God is with me stage. Maybe you're in the I, I, I feel adrift, I'm in the desert, I, I don't know. Right? You're in the silent period. You're in the period of faith. That's where you're at. When you know everything's going well, it doesn't take any faith at all. When you see the whole thing laid out before you, it doesn't take any faith at all. When you're not sure, that's where your faith grows. And maybe that's where you're at today. And I want you to be encouraged that God is with you. It's impossible that you're here and he's not. It's impossible. He is with you and he's guiding you and he's doing something deep and significant on the inside of you that you will see fruit of in the days to come. Amen? You will see it in your life. You'll look back on this season. You'll see that God was doing something very significant, even through this message. Holy Spirit is guiding you. And I'm here to let you know that if, 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 if love of God and love of others is the guide of your life, you do not have to worry about the destination. God is working in your life right now. Come on. You love people and you love God. You don't have to worry about it. You're going to make it. <clears throat> when we get stuck on me, we get stuck. When we're, when, we're, when we're consumed with what's going to happen with me, what am I going to get, where am I going to go, when am I going to get the payoff, we get stuck. <clears throat> but God, he created us and he prophesied us to be people who are constantly thinking about others. You know, <clears throat> in John 7, 38, Jesus talked about out of our belly would be rivers of living water right? Out of our belly would be rivers of living water. And this theme of the river goes all throughout Scripture. In Ezekiel, he talks about uh, this, this, this river that comes from the throne, right? The throne of God is in where? It's in the temple of God, right? The throne of God is in the temple of God. Now, Jesus said that we are the temple. Ezekiel talked about a day that a river would come from under the temple and would flood the earth. He says that you are the temple, right? In the Psalms, it talks about that we're like a tree planted by the rivers, right? That stays fruitful. It's unmoved, right? But we see in Revelation, that tree is in the midst of the river. He also says about that tree, that tree, the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations, right? We were given what? The ministry of reconciliation. Reconciliation, bringing people together. Together with one another, together with God. See, this river that flows out of us 
is to bring reconciliation. It's to bring life. It's to bring people together. It's to bring the knowledge and the presence of God to others. This is the river of God that has been prophesied from all times. Yes, there is a river in heaven, but we are the river of God on earth. It is to come out of us. Holy Spirit should be oozing out of our lives as we're concerned about other people, about their welfare and their connection to God. We have to care that people need to be rescued by Jesus. We are not flowing in the river if we do not care that people are not being reconciled to our God. Does that make sense? Because the river of life will reconcile people to God. Out of, our, out of our belly. Rivers of living water. Does that make sense? And so Acts 4.32, he says, And the congregation of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. And this was the result of that prayer in verse 29 where they said, Lord, look upon their threats. And grant upon your bondservants to preach the word with all boldness. And then the Holy Spirit came. And then we saw this, this explosion happen in the church. And they began loving one another. And they began taking care of one another. And, 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 and as they were in one heart, they were together in the Spirit. And as they're together in the Spirit, they became of one heart. And as they're one heart, they became together in the Spirit. And, as and there's, this, there's this synergy that happens. And there's this, there's this pattern that happens in our lives. As we get closer to God, we get closer to other people. And we care about people. We care about their lives. We take care of other people, which brings more of the presence of God, which gets us closer to God, which gets us to care more about people. And then we get this flow of heaven's economy into people's lives as, 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 we, as we tap into God's heart. So three real quick things I want to show you in the next five minutes. All right, this is going to be a record for me. Are you ready? I actually have eight and a half minutes, but I took so much time on the other things. Are you ready? Three things. First thing I want you to see in this passage of Scripture is the spirit of serving. There's a spirit of serving fell upon them. Acts 4.32. And not one of them claimed that anything belonged to him was his own, but all things were common property. What I want you to focus on there is not the, the communal living which there's nothing unbiblical about communal living. There's nothing unbiblical about being in a commune, but it's not prescriptive in Scripture either. It doesn't say if the Spirit is here, then all of a sudden you sell everything and you live together in a home. Right? This is how they reacted to the presence of God. And there's nothing wrong with that. But what I want you to see is nobody had a need. Right? And that's a foundational stone of this house that we serve one another. You find a need and you meet it. You find a need and you meet it. If it's food, you help somebody with food. Right? We hold babies. We hold a door. Right? This is what we do. We serve one another. We, we serve one, attend one. If we're at all possible, we have the time on Sunday, we serve. Maybe you serve with your giving. Maybe you serve uh, in intercession. But we serve. This is a big part. We serve with the kids. In the name of Jesus. Jesus talked about people who use their um, he, we are empowered by God and we can choose what we do with that power we can use that power to be someone's boss or we can use that power to bless people he gives us freedom and it's totally up to us right he says this in John excuse me Mark chapter 10 43 he says it's not this way among you whoever wishes to become great among you shall be your servant whoever wishes to be first among you shall be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give His life a ransom for many. Peter went on to talk about in 1 Peter chapter 4, he says, he says, uh, as each, of, each one has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another 
as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. What are you doing with the grace of God in your life? Are you using it to serve one another? That's the spirit of serving. Amen? If, you, um, if you're scared, how do I say this? If God has given you a huge vision, uh, almost a pride-inducing vision, right? And that's possible. God gives you such an amazing vision for your life, it can induce pride. And you are not moving forward in it because you're afraid if anybody hears about it, they're going to think you're prideful. Find an aspect of that that looks like serving people and do that. And God will get you there. Say he gave you a, a vision of singing on a massive stage in an arena. Don't go around telling people you're going to sing to full, full arenas one day. What you do is you call up, you know, intercession like Andres, or you, you find out who's leading, and say, hey, is there an intercession time that needs a worship leader? I want to serve. Where is a need that I can fill with my call? Does that make sense? Yeah? I feel called to preach. All right, well, is there, is there somewhere in the go team that I can serve that needs someone who can share the word of God? Right? Use your gift to serve. This is what Peter says. Use it to serve. Hold a door, hold a baby. You know, oh, I'm called to lead. Okay, well, it starts with holding a door and holding a baby. Right? Second thing I want you to see in my three and a half minutes I have left. First, we saw a spirit of serving. Now I see a spirit of evangelism. A spirit of evangelism. Acts 4.33, and with great, say it with me, power, the apostles were giving testimony of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and abundant grace was upon them all. This is what I want you to see here. With power, with power, that means it wasn't just words, that means stuff was happening. And because they were cooperating, and this is what I really want, especially you on the go team, I want you to hear this. Those of you who are sharing Jesus with people in your life, I want you to hear this. Those of you who are serving in the house of God, I want you to hear this. With great power, they were giving testimony to Jesus, to, to the resurrection, and abundant grace was upon them all. When you serve the Lord, you get grace in every area of your life. Amen? Hey, Ralph. Did you just get here? Good to see you. I just got to say hi to friends. Come on. Come on, I got two minutes. Hold on. Listen, you got a testimony. And if you have a testimony, you have the ability to release power in somebody's life. You should, don't be embarrassed of your testimony. Don't be embarrassed what God brought you from. Share your testimony about how God has touched you. Share your testimony about what he has done in your life. Share that and great grace will be upon your life. In, 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 in the spirit, there is power and operating in that power gives grace for every area of your life. So you do what God has graced you to do. In Matthew 10, he says, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons, freely you received, freely give, right? Now watch this in verse 13. He says, if a house is worthy of your blessing of peace, if, you're worthy, if it's worthy, give it a blessing of peace, but if it's not worthy, take back your blessing of peace. What, 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 what does that mean there? When you preach the gospel, you actually release peace on people's lives and their families. That's power God has given you. Literally, as I share this gospel with you, as I do what I've been empowered to do, I'm releasing peace over people's lives. And in this day and age, people need peace. 
People desperately need peace in this day and age. And the last thing, as I'm possibly going to get in under time, the third thing I want to show you in this passage of Scripture is a spirit of generosity. A spirit of generosity. When you live in the Spirit, you start to operate in the economy of heaven. And so you're going to have to have a conversation. That's, 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 hallelujah. So the spirit of generosity. When you live in the Spirit, you start to operate by the economy of heaven. Amen? This is a sign of the work of Christ in your life. Come on up, Corey. Oh, look at this. Oh, I'm doing good. This is a sign of the... What, what we have found is when you serve the Lord, your entire life starts getting better. Why? Because He needs you to do well. Your whole life starts getting better. The grace starts operating in your life. Watch this. <clears throat> so this, 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 this spirit of generosity, verse 34. For there was not a needy person among them, for all who were owners of land or houses would sell them and bring the proceeds of the sales and lay them at the apostles' feet. And they will be distributed to each as any had need. Anytime, and we're going to talk about this soon, but anytime Jesus or the scriptures, he's talking about money, he's not talking about money. He's talking about where your trust is. Talking about where your trust is. And so people withhold from God because they don't trust God. Because if you trust God, you'd have no problem being generous. And so we see here that God puts an anointing on people to meet other people's financial needs. That's not a requirement to be saved. That is a fruit of the Spirit, though. And when Holy Spirit comes, what I have found is He starts touching idols. In the Spirit, God starts touching idols. I'm going to say it again. In the Spirit, God starts touching idols. And so when you get in the Spirit, listen to what He's saying, because then, then His voice is the most clear. Sometimes it's hard to react to what he says in the spirit afterwards because then you got to actually start living it out. Get in the spirit, write it down. And if you hear God tell you to give money away, do it. If he tells you to honor somebody you don't like, do it. If he tells you to meet a need, do it. God tells us things in the spirit and, and, and they don't make sense in the natural. Let's, let's keep it together. We, we, we have self-control. Amen? So, Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we want to see you here on earth. We want to see you move in our midst. We want to see you transform lives. We want to see people in South Florida come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And so I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus. That you would come in power, Lord. That you would come in power, Jesus. And Lord, that you would set captives free to serve you wholly. In Jesus' name. Stand with me if you would. If you, if you need to continue receiving prayer for healing, I'm going to have a ministry team here at the front. Uh, we are going to have our, uh, 
Wow, I just feel the presence of God is so sweet right now. My wife and I are going to be in the lobby. If you're visiting, we'd love to speak with you today. Uh, but if you need healing in your body, if you need to, if you need to, this, you know, to have an encounter with Jesus. I want to welcome you to have prayer at the front. But Father, we love you today. We pray that we continue scary prayers and we would have encounters with you in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen and amen. Thank you for coming. My wife will be in the lobby very quickly. I'm, I'm off. There we go. If you need prayer, I want you to welcome to the front. Stick around. Have a cup of coffee. Amen.